This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Austin Norman back here with, uh, okay, this is Eric Strickland officially, not David Justice. Could have been. Yeah, could have been. Could have been. Yeah, man. Uh, what a beautiful thing. Um, <laughs> thank you. Claytonia uh, John Claytonia knows what's John. up. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> that's all I'll say. Sorry, Raymond Text Line is also open to you, 402-464-5685. We are grateful for the wonderful messages that you send to us and Claytonia John. Oh yes. Thank you. I appreciate it. We're going to, we're going to switch gears though from uh, memorabilia. Again, if you have a favorite piece of memorabilia, let us know, but Strick, I, I want to take a look at some freshman running backs in recent Husker history. That's a big story. We know Anthony Grant um, senior has been around the block a couple different places, productive at Nebraska last season. Um, he's running back one, but behind him are a couple freshmen. Um, in Emmett Johnson out of Minnesota and Quint Knives as well. Let's just go back to last year. Freshman A.J. Allen turned into a big part of that offense before he went down with the shoulder injury in four games well on his way to to blowing through the red shirt. 33 carries, 190 yards, two touchdowns, uh, doing about that at Miami right now. The running back depth, the coaching staff seemed to like, but even more so than Casey Thompson leaving, AJ Allen's yeah, loss to me, too. yeah, well, ACL too, right? Right. Even bigger than Casey Thompson leaving Nebraska, though. At least right now, AJ Allen's departure looms so much larger. Yeah, uh, I would agree. I, I actually, to be honest, I, I, I like Anthony Grant, uh, but I thought AJ Grant was a three-level running back who could catch a little bit out of the backfield. It wasn't Ramir Johnson Johnson-ish, but. Mm-hmm. He he had the ability to do so. He was a one-cut guy that he could hit a hole quickly, very explosive. Can if he if he got into the secondary and you weren't making contact, he could be gone. Mm-hmm. But then he could also truck you. So he had like AJ. You know, I think I think um, I think Grant has good abilities, maybe up to forty, and then I think he starts to wane. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he's got that, that Amon Green. Like, when Amon Green <laughs> nope. was out, it was, you, you was too, way too late. If he was even five yards at an angle, you wasn't catching him. So, um, I, I think you're right. Now, when I look at the running backs, let's just be real about this part of it. Um, it's not, in recent years, more prevalent than it has been in past years. Past years, it was, Really tough for you to break through as a running back. So let's mm-hmm. just run through some of the names. 
Um, one of the best to do it is a man by the name of Calvin Jones. Uh, freshman, has the freshman, re- freshman record. Uh, he also had the single game record until Roy Hallou just blew through, <laughs> blew through that, mm-hmm. that joint. Calvin got, what, five <clears throat> or six touchdowns in the game, too, yeah. at one point? Yeah, yeah, it, it was phenomenal. So then you got to look at him, and you got to look at then Amon Green, mm-hmm. obviously, was a great two-headed monster. Amon's abilities broke open because, probably not to the same level, but because of Lawrence Phillips' suspension. Sure. Which allowed mm-hmm. him to be able to to get a lot of that. This is why the backup situation is so important because mm-hmm. of a situation like that. It was like you didn't miss a beat. Then you go back even during that period as well, and a lot of the backups, you have Damon Benning, you had you know Clinton Childs, um, then you know Lawrence, and and it was a treasure trove of. And and when they each got an opportunity, they were in there scrapping for every yard. It was like, trying to kick that door down. Like yeah, you said. man. So that's that was what was beautiful about it. And so now this same opportunity is going to present itself for this young group. You know, obviously Emma Johnson and and uh, Quinn Knives. They're going to get an opportunity. And what are they going to do with it? We're going to we're going to see. I think this is a great opportunity for them during this game <laughs> to get their feet wet. The magnitude of it is they, I, it's it's different. Some people are gamers though. Some people like when it when when it shows up and a Michigan comes through the door and they're mm-hmm. like they're gamers and it just just happens for them. But I remember as a freshman we played when I broke the school record before Tehran uh, broke it. It was against Missouri, and they were one of the best teams in the, in the country at that time. And we had a home game, and it was just one of those games where you go nuts. It's just a, a gamer moment. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm hoping that Nebraska has some gamers where they'll be able to step up and make things happen. Emma Johnson's been on the field for a kickoff return. Quint Knives hasn't seen the field yet. What we heard from Matt Rule and Marcus Satterfield was it's mental for Quint Knives, still learning the playbook, right? How big of a leap is it from a, a high school playbook, regardless of the sport, to a college playbook? Um, and are you concerned that it, there's still you know some learning going on for a guy that's going to be running back three that gets used? To be honest, I, I, I it, it's tough. It's tough. You got to just think, just just take this all into account, right? You have not only your running back room, so you've got to know your keys. You've got to understand the 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 calls from either the quarterback or the line and be able to pick that stuff up then you've got to know the play so you've got to not only handle your room you've got to handle the oc meetings Mm. as well that alone football practice meetings is a full-time job i don't i don't know if you know Everybody understands, some might, some might not. It is literally a full-time job. You're dang near there between that, weights, uh, training table, study hall, class, and then your practices and meetings. Mm-hmm. It's 10-hour day. Dang so near. Full time. And then on football days, whether it be travel, then you've got still homework. So you've got all of this stuff, papers, all of this stuff you've got to do. And as a young man, I, kids, young, sorry, young men, young women, some of them aren't tested to the same levels as like us. Like the reason I say this, Austin, is because like it's easy for them to go and just pull stuff up on 
computers now. Now, you the sighting of stuff is harder because they have these plagiarism, you know, apps now that mm-hmm. literally a, a, a professor can click on and boom, <laughs> they can tell you how much of that was you and how much of it was somebody else's. We didn't have that problem. So although we had to do more in research and books and reading and all of that, we have it a little bit tougher because we had to do a lot more work and it wasn't at the hands, you know, our beck and call from a a dial up. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is what makes it, I think, difficult because they weren't tested in high school. Like they leave their books. Students today leave their books. We had, to take the, we had to take a freaking book. We had to go to our <laughs> lockers. It's like they don't even need a locker now. Yeah, like, you're like four-minute right? passing period. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's so much easier, but yet it makes it harder when they get mm-hmm. to this level mm-hmm. because they're not going to be tested at the level that they are when you're thinking about all these you know, the different things they have to deal with. High mm-hmm. school practices are solid, but it ain't nowhere to the to the tune of what this is. And then college probably takes it up another notch between college and the pros. Yeah. It's got to build yeah. on something. So yeah. it's going to be impossible for the the coordinator, the position coach, the quarterback in the huddle, whoever it is, to take a freshman running back and say, here's the play, run this direction. This is your first step. This is your second step. Here's where you're looking. There's only 40 seconds on the play clock. Mm-hmm. There's only so much time between snaps that you don't have time to explain every little aspect to a freshman, right? This yeah. is where you hope the instincts are good. And the physical traits, the reason they recruited the young man, play up, right? Just go ball. Get enough yeah. right and go ball. The better part of, of having your instincts and those things intact, it makes it easier to limit your thinking. Mm-hmm. The, the less you have to think out there, the more you respect, respond and react. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing in basketball, right? Yes. The more you've prepared or worked on things, do the things that you worked on. Don't try to implement and do things differently from what you've prepared yourself so that it's react and not, oh, should I? Oh, oh, he did that. You know, no, you just want to be able to react. And I think the more that their instincts can can take over in, in football, then it's a focus on just getting specifics. And it's like acronyms, right? That's the best thing you could do as a, as a, as a, as a sports guy is, mm-hmm. okay, this is how long the play is. Understand what part of that play is mine. And then in your mind, create just something that can trigger, this is what I do when this happens. And so that way it minimizes you just kind of trying to figure everything out on the go. Absolutely. 402-464-5685 if you have any thoughts on that. A um, couple things here, Strick, for you. First of all, Nebraska is going to be a running team. We know that. That's what they've done so far this year. 44 carries against Northern Illinois, maybe in the realm of that against Louisiana Tech, depending on how the game goes. But your three running backs, Grant, Johnson, and Quentin Ives, as you look at Nebraska's identity and being a team that wants to run the ball, what's a good you know range of carries per game for each of those guys? For me, Grant has to be over 20, and then you play it from there. Yeah, if you're still trying to figure this out with Grant and not overhaul him, uh, sometimes when you get tired, then you get lack, yep. lackadaisical in, in how you're. So to eliminate that, eliminate that from him, I think you keep him in the fifteen to twenty range, okay. and split some of that time, and you give some of the other guys. Like if you want to get there, you give fifteen to twenty, and you give each of the others. 
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 7 to 10, 7 to 12. And I think that gets you around a, a good number. And I think you don't want your quarterback going any more than 10 to 15. Right. You know, unless, it, like you said, it's sacks or it's it, it's pass and you just had to do it. But mm-hmm. just direct run plays, I don't think you want to have more than 10. You know, where it's a draw, quarterback draw, some option stuff. Um, unless you feel that you can handle yourself in the trenches enough and you can get enough on the edge of setting the edge and get some good option stuff going, then okay. And I, I would be open to a little bit more than that. That's where I think, yeah, I'm I'm in pretty much agreement with you. I think 20 is a good target number, a little over, depending on the game, a little under, depending on workload, like you're saying, for Anthony Grant. What makes that easier is there's a very clear one, two, three right now. Grant's clearly number one. Johnson's clearly number two. And then Quentin Ives, and we'll see whoever else gets thrown in that mix as well. So I think anywhere, yeah, that, that 15 to 20, maybe 25, if he's feeling really good, he's in yeah, a rhythm sort of rhythm. range. To me, 10 is the absolute max you should have for a quarterback, even including scrambles, right? Count that as a carry. Even if you didn't call it, that still counts as a carry. Your offensive line needs to be better. So those sacks and those you know, desperation kind of plays don't add up. Mm-hmm. Six to eight designed quarterback runs is about where I would want it to be for Nebraska. And then I think you put Emmett Johnson in that range too. His first taste of college football action 10 seems on the high end for me. I think that 6-8 to eight is fine. A handful here and there for Quentin Ives. And that gets you to right about 40. Mm-hmm. So then you have to be efficient with it, right? Don't just run the ball for the sake of running the ball. Get to that 200-yard mark at the very least. The other thing that I think is interesting, Strick, on the text line here is uh, 2038 asks, why not move Sims to running back? He's clearly not a quarterback. Okay, he's a physical specimen, but the difference in playing the quarterback position and the running back position, there's a gulf. Just because they stand next to each other, just because they interact with each other a lot, doesn't mean Jeff Sims can just go be a running back. He's what, 6'4", 6'5"? That's Mm -hmm. so tall for a running back. Derrick Henry makes it work, but he's also, what, 250? Derrick Henry's a freak. So trying to make Jeff Sims into a running back that tall doesn't work. The timing is completely different. You're remaking a guy's career with one or two years left in college. That's not going to work for him. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's possible, but you're right. I mean, outside of your Eric Dickerson's, uh, I remember Colorado had a, a pretty tall running back. His name was Rashawn Salam. Mm-hmm. Had great success. Uh, there's, yeah, it's, it's not very easy. I, I think... The more you can get behind those lines, hide out a little bit, stay low, mm-hmm. that that allows you to kind of just Deuce Vaughn ish, you know, get back yeah. behind there. Linebackers are wait, man. Where what's going on back there? Whereas a tall guy, yeah, it, it, it makes it tough as far as I think in the style of football of the day, a tall guy would be difficult. I think it's possible, but the change. Well, he's a junior, right? Yes. 
You would have to commit to staying in school for another year. That that is something. But let's be honest. Let's be honest. If if I'm if I'm Coach Rule in this staff, I'm having candid conversations with Jeff Sims. Mm -hmm. I don't even think he even measurable wise equals up to uh, your boy uh, out in Indiana. Oh, Anthony Anthony Richardson? Richardson. I don't think he even measures to that. So if that's the if that's not the case, um, then you say is he a Ryan Tannehill or is he a Taysom Hill? Right. So then you kind of go to that level, and I would venture to say, I don't think he's Ryan Tannehill. Maybe Taysom, maybe, maybe, maybe with a better arm, mm-hmm. but physicality and you know this the intellect part. I don't know. And it's not to say just because, you know, mm-hmm. I, I just, again, I go back to the oblivious <laughs> of just not just understanding. Now, quarterback is very difficult. And you can ask Cluster Johnson, who happened to play quarterback. Right. You ask Cluster and Cluster will tell you, like, if you want to have any college experience, being a college quarterback, it's pretty difficult to do. Unless you're just so, so gifted like Johnny Menzel or guys like that where – you, you can overcome it, mm-hmm. but then it catches up with you eventually, right? Sure. I think I'd have a candid, candid conversation with Jeff Sims and say, it might be time. If you want, what's your goal? You got to put it on him. Right. What's your goal? Is your goal to be a professional or is your goal just to be a college quarterback and, you know, maybe play in the Canadian Football League or, you know, so forth and so on? Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, I would then run him through all of the different quarterbacks that were that and that had made the switch and kind of mm-hmm. evaluate their success, then put into the category of who in there is, you know, better than you or what made them a better slot receiver and look into those things. And then I would say, who could you be? Could you be uh, Randy Moss? Do you have that? No. Then Okay, so then you look at who he could be and show him that so then he can then see it. That's the best way if you're going to get him to change. you got to walk him through that process. And he already should know a lot of the positions being the quarterback. He should already know, Mm -hmm. right? Because you're Mm -hmm. supposed to know what routes he's supposed to run, what adjustments, so it can make the transition easier. But that's the way I kind of view it. It's one thing to know the plays. It's another to know the technique. And to have yeah. the right body type. That's the other thing. I'm just not sold on Jeff Sims as a... Like, here's the thing. He's a better athlete than I'll ever be. Got to give him credit for that. Okay, I get that. The other part, though, is Strick. He's a good runner for a quarterback. He doesn't have the change of direction like a running back. We haven't seen that explosive pop when he hits a hole, right? Long strides, good runner for a quarterback. You want to move him to wide receiver? How does he get off the ball? Is he willing to be physical and get off of press coverage? How is he with that change of direction? Back. How are the hands? I mean, he dropped that one from Grant on the double pass. That wasn't a perfect pass, but you would expect a wide receiver to catch that. Want to put him at tight end. Does he have the mentality to be a blocker? Or is he a Kyle Pitts type of guy, right? It's tough. Jeff Sims is pretty much locked in as a quarterback right now, barring something extraordinary. It would be a a a once-in-a-lifetime type of move for Jeff Sims, who, okay, we had that conversation about Lamar Jackson, right? Oh, it's time for him to move to wide receiver in the NFL. He's not going to be able to make it as a quarterback. Lamar Jackson's a better athlete than Jeff Sims. No question. You got to give him test. You got to give him some 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 tests. 
Right. You know, and when I, you know what I mean by that. I, mean, I get what you're going. Yeah. You give them. You give them about three plays. Even if you, even if you're still going to play them at quarterback, you give them about three plays where you do some misdirection stuff. You get him in a situation where you're going to get him in open field because you want him to be comfortable at catching the mm-hmm. ball and not turning into a linebacker flushing you. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, that's that's right. probably the scariest thing about it when you're crossing over and you're not used to running in the zones or not understanding fully this position, mm-hmm. this route takes me into this guy. Right. This safety's waiting here on this cover three in this spot. Where do I need to slow down at? Where do I need to kind of just meander right here at? Where do I need to get vertical? Where do I need to get flat? You got to know those type of things, right? As, mm-hmm. as a, and not knowing that pushes you into Kenny Loggins, the danger, danger zone. zone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think three plays, you get them into something where it's a misdirection. You maybe run him on a, you know, a, a motion action where everything's flowing and then maybe you flow backside with a stop, mm-hmm. uh, some form of a stick action where he can get into his own, catch the ball, and either turn, get upfield, or get right down. Something to get him in the hot zone, something to get him running on the move, and then something then to test what his route running abilities is based on coverage. I think those things would work him in if you're going to do that. We've seen Nebraska throw a pass to a quarterback twice already. The the double pass from uh, Sims to Grant back to Sims to Bullock was one. But also, don't forget, Nebraska's first catch by a quote-unquote tight end this year was Heinrich Harburg. So I wouldn't put it in the impossible realm. I would say the unlikely realm. But if Jeff Sims is going to make that transition, he's probably on Malachi Coleman's level as a receiver. No question. Traits, but raw. What is the easiest position? So that's, that's the question I have for you, Austin. If you're going to try to switch him at this point... What would be the easiest transition for him? It, it, you know, just barring no issues with his heart, his mentality, n- barring anything, but what would be the easiest? And Sutter Heyman text line, I'd love to hear from you too, 402-464-5685. What do you think, if you were to shift Jeff Sims, what would be the easiest transition for him to make? Kyle Pitts. Hybrid, hybrid tight end. Not used in line, hardly at all. Match him up on either smaller defensive backs or slower linebackers. Only a handful of times a game. There you go. That's what I got. That's. Uh, I think that would be something that would be a, a positive look just to get him that experience. And I don't think he's fast enough. I think he's more right. in the possession aspect. Mm-hmm. So you want those mismatches. You want those safety matchups, those linebacker matchups. You definitely would prefer that as opposed to straight cornerback. <laughs> I don't think he has that kind of uh, ability. I'm with you. We'll monitor it. We'll see how they decide to use him. He took 50 to 55% of the reps in practice today, according to Marcus Satterfield. So it's still a story to monitor as we get closer to Louisiana Tech. He's Eric Strickland. I'm Austin Norman, and we're playing the shootout. We're doing it. First one in the... No. First one in the new studio. Strick's got to be the one to kick it off. 30 bucks to Buffalo Wings and Rings on the line for you. 402-464-5685. Take on Strick in trivia. If you beat him, that 30 bucks to Wings and Rings is yours. Call now. We'll play the game next. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.